0: Act four of Much Ado About Nothing This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Much Ado About Nothing by William Shakespeare. Act four. Scene one. The Inside of a Church. Enter Don Pedro, Don John, Leonato, Friar Francis, Claudio, Benedict, Hero, Beatrice, etc.
1: Come, Friar Francis, be brief, only to the plain form of marriage, and you shall recount their particular duties afterwards.
2: You come hither, my lord, to marry this lady? No.
1: To be married to her, Friar, you come to marry her.
2: Lady, you come hither to be married to this count? I do. If either of you know any inward impediment, why you should not be conjoined, I charge you, on your souls, to utter it. Know you any hero? None, my lord. Know you any, Count?
1: I dare make his answer. None.
2: Oh, what
3: man dare do? What man may do? What man daily do, not knowing what they do? How now? Interjections? Why then some be of laughing as, Ha, ha, he! Stanley by-friar. Father, by your leave, Will you, with free and unconstrained soul, give me this maid, your daughter?
1: As freely, son, as God did give her me.
3: And what have I to give you back? Whose worth may counterpoise his rich and precious gift?
0: Nothing, unless you render her again.
3: Sweet prince, you learn me noble thankfulness. There, Leonardo, take her back again. Give not this rotten orange to your friend. she'd but the sign and semblance of her honour. Behold, how like a maid she blushes here. Oh, what authority and show of truth can cunning sin cover itself withal? Comes not that blood as modest evidence to witness simple virtue? Would you not swear, all you that see her, That she were a maid by these exterior shows? But she is none. She knows the heat of a luxurious bed. Her blush is guiltiness, not modesty.
1: What do you mean, my lord?
3: Not to be married. Not to knit my soul to an approved wanton.
1: Dear my lord, if you in your own proof Have vanquished the resistance of her youth And made defeat of her virginity—
3: I know what you would say. If I have known her, you will say she should embrace me as a husband, and so extenuate the forehand sin. No, Leonardo, I never tempted her with word too large, but, as a brother to his sister, showed bashful sincerity and comely love. And seemed I ever otherwise to you? Out on thee, seeming. I will write against it. You seem to me as Diane in her orb, as chaste as is the bud ere it be blown. But you are more intemperate in your blood than Venus, Or those permanent animals that rage in savage sensuality. Is my lord
0: well that he doth speak so wide?
1: Sweet prince, why speak not you?
0: What should I speak? I stand dishonored that have gone about to link my dear friend to a common stale.
1: Are these things spoken, or do I but dream?
0: Sir, they are spoken,
4: and these things are true. This looks not like a nuptial.
3: True, O oh God! Leonardo, stand I here? Is this the prince? Is this the prince's brother? Is this face hero's? Are our eyes our own?
1: All this is so. But what of this, my lord?
3: Let me but move one question to your daughter. And, by that fatherly and kindly power that you have in her, bid her answer truly.
1: I charge thee do so, as thou art my child.
3: O oh God, defend me! How am I beset? What kind of catechising call you this? to make you answer truly to your name is it not hero who can blot that name with any just reproach marry that can hero hero itself can blot out hero's virtue what man was he talked with you yesternight out at your window betwixt twelve and one now if you're a maid answer to this i talked with no man at that hour
0: my lord why then you are no maiden leonato i am sorry you must hear upon my honour myself my brother and this grieved count did see her hear her at that hour last night talk with a ruffian at her chamber window who hath indeed like a most liberal villain confess the vile encounters they have had a thousand times in secret
3: fie fie they are not to be named my lord not to be spoke of There is not chastity enough in language without offence to utter them. Thus, pretty lady, I am sorry for thy much misgovernment. O hero, what a hero hadst thou been if half thy outward graces had been placed about thy thoughts and counsels of thy heart? But fare thee well, most foul, most fair. Farewell, thy pure impiety and impious purity. For thee I'll lock up all the gates of love, and on my eyelids shall conjecture hang. To turn all beauty into thoughts of harm, and never shall it more be gracious.
1: Hath no man's dagger here a point for me?
3: Hero
5: swoons. Why, how now, cousin? Wherefore sink you down?
0: Come, let us go. These things come thus to light, smother
5: her spirits
0: up. Exeunt Don Pedro, Don John, and Claudio.
5: How doth the lady? Dead, I think. Help, uncle! Hero, why, Hero? Uncle, Signor Benedict, friar.
1: O fate, take not away thy heavy hand. Death is the fairest cover for her shame that may be wished for.
5: How now, cousin Hero?
2: Have comfort, lady.
1: Dost thou look up?
2: Yea, wherefore should she not?
1: Wherefore? Why doth not every earthly thing cry shame upon her? Could she here deny the story that is printed in her blood? Do not live, hero, do not open thine eyes. For did I think thou wouldst not die quickly, Thought I thy spirit were stronger than my shames, Myself would on the rearward of reproaches Strike at thy life. Grieved I, I had but one, Chide I for that at frugal nature's frame. Oh, won too much by thee! Why had I won? Why ever wast thou lovely in mine eyes? Why had I not with charitable hand Took up a beggar's issue at my gates? Who smirched thus, admired with infamy, I might have said, No part of it is mine. This shame derives itself from unknown loins. But mine, and mine I loved, and mine I praised, and mine that I was proud on, mine so much that I myself was to myself not mine, valuing of her. Why, she. <laughs> Oh, she is fallen into a pit of ink, That the wide sea hath drops too few To wash her clean again, And salt too little which may season give To her foul-tainted flesh.
4: Sir, sir, be patient. For my part I am so attired in wonder I know not what to say.
5: Oh, on my soul, my cousin is belied.
4: Lady, were you her bedfellow last night?
5: No, truly not. Although, until last night, I have this twelve-month been her bedfellow.
1: CONFIRMED, CONFIRMED, Oh, THAT IS STRONGER MAID, WHICH WAS BEFORE BARRED UP WITH THE RIBS OF IRON. WOULD THE TWO PRINCES LIE, AND Claudio LIE, WHO LOVED HER SO, THAT SPEAKING OF HER FOULNESS, WASHED IT WITH TEARS? HENCE FROM HER, LET HER DIE.
2: HEAR ME A LITTLE, FOR I HAVE ONLY BEEN SILENT SO LONG, AND GIVEN WAY UNTO THIS COURSE OF FORTUNE, BY NOTING OF THE LADY. I HAVE MARKED A THOUSAND BLUSHING APPARITIONS TO START INTO HER FACE a thousand innocent shames in angel whiteness bear away those blushes and in her eye there hath appeared a fire to burn the errors that these princes hold against her maiden truth call me a fool trust not my reading nor my observations which with experimental seal doth warrant the tenure of my book trust not my age my reverence calling Nor divinity, if this sweet lady lie not guiltless here under some biting
1: error. Friar, it cannot be. Thou seest that all the grace that she left is that she will not add to her damnation of sin of perjury. She not denies it. Why seekest thou then to cover with excuse that which appears in proper nakedness?
2: Lady, what man is he you are accused of? They know that do
3: accuse me. I know none if i know more of any man alive than that which maiden modesty doth warrant let all my sins lack mercy O my father prove you that any man with me conversed at hours unmeet or that i yesternight maintained the change of words with any creature refuse me hate me torture me to death
2: there is some strange misprison in the princes
3: two of them have the very
4: bent of honour and if their wisdoms be misled in this THE PRACTICE OF IT LIVES IN JOHN THE BASTARD, WHOSE SPIRITS TOIL AND FRAME OF VILLAINIES.
1: I KNOW NOT. IF THEY SPEAK BUT TRUTH OF HER, THESE HANDS SHALL TEAR HER. IF THEY WRONG HER, HONOR, THE PROUDEST OF THEM SHALL WELL HEAR OF IT. TIME HATH NOT YET SO DRIED THIS butt OF MINE, NOR AGE SO EAT UP MY INVENTION, NOR FORTUNE MADE SUCH HAVOC OF MY MEANS, NOR MY BAD LIFE REFIT ME SO MUCH OF MY FRIENDS. But they shall find, awaked in such a kind, Both strength of limb and policy of mind, Ability in means and a choice of friends, To quit me of them throughly.
2: Pause awhile, and let my counsel sway you in this case. Your daughter here the prince's left for dead. Let her a while be secretly kept in, And publish it that she is dead indeed. Maintain a mourning ostentation, And on your family's old monument Hang mournful epitaphs, and do all rites that appertain unto a burial.
1: What shall become of this? What will this do?
2: Marry. This well-carried shall, on her behalf, change slander to remorse. That is some good. But not for that dream, I, on this strange course. But on this travail, look for greater birth. She dying as it must be so maintained, upon the instant that she was accused, shall be lamented, pitied, and excused of every hearer. For it so falls out that what we have we prize not to the worth whilst we enjoy it, but being lacked and lost. Why, then we rack the value. Then we find the virtue that possession would not show us whilst it is ours. So will it fare with Claudio, when he shall hear she died upon his words, the idea of her life shall sweetly creep into his study of imagination, and every lovely organ of her life shall come apparelled in more precious habit, more moving delicate and full of life into the eye and prospect of his soul than when she lived, indeed. THEN SHALL HE MOURN, IF EVER LOVE HAD INTEREST IN HIS LIVER, AND WISH HE HAD NOT SO ACCUSED HER. NO, THOUGH HE THOUGHT HIS ACCUSATION TRUE, LET THIS BE SO, AND DOUBT NOT, BUT SUCCESS WILL FASHION THE EVENT IN BETTER SHAPE THAN I CAN LAY IT DOWN IN LIKELIHOOD. BUT IF ALL AIM BUT THIS BE LEVELLED FALSE, THE SUPPOSITION OF THE LADY'S DEATH WILL QUENCH THE WONDER OF HER INFAMY. And, if it sort not well, you may conceal her, as best befits her wounded reputation, in some reclusive and religious life, out of all eyes, tongues, minds, and injuries.
4: Signor Leonato, let the friar advise you, and though you know my inwardness in love is very much unto the prince and Claudio, yet by mine honor I will deal in this as secretly and justly as your soul should with your body."
1: BEING THAT I FLOW IN GRIEF, THE SMALLEST TWINE MAY LEAD ME.
2: TIS WELL CONSENTED, PRESENTLY AWAY, FOR TO STRANGE SORES STRANGELY THEY STRAIN THE CURE. COME, LADY, DIE TO LIVE. THIS WEDDING DAY PERHAPS IS BUT PROLONGED. HAVE PATIENCE, AND ENDURE.
0: Exeunt FRIAR, HERO, AND LEONATO. LADY BEATRICE have you
4: wept all this while
5: yea and i will weep a while longer
4: i will not desire that
5: you have no reason i do it freely
4: surely i do believe your fair cousin is wronged
5: ah oh, how much might the man deserve of me that would right her
4: is there any way to show such friendship
5: a very even way but no such friend
4: may a man do it
5: it is a man's office but not yours
4: I do love nothing in the world so well as you. Is not that strange?
5: As strange as the thing I know not. It were possible for me to say I loved nothing so well as you. But believe me not, and yet I lie not. I confess nothing, nor I deny nothing. I am sorry for my cousin.
4: By my sword,
5: Beatrice, thou lovest me. Do not swear by it and eat it.
4: I will swear by it that you love me and I will make him eat it that says I love not you.
5: You will not eat your word?
4: With no sauce that can be devised to it. I protest. I love thee.
5: Why, then, God forgive me.
4: What offence, sweet Beatrice!
5: You have stayed me in a happy hour. I was about to protest I loved you.
4: And do it with all thy heart.
5: I love you with so much of my heart that none is left to protest.
4: Come. Bid me do anything for thee.
5: Kill Claudio. Ha!
4: Not for the wide world.
5: You kill me to deny it. Farewell.
4: Tarry, sweet Beatrice!
5: I am gone, though I am here. There is no love in you. Nay, I pray you, let me go.
4: Beatrice!
5: In faith, I will go.
4: We'll be friends first.
5: You dare easier be friends with me than fight with mine enemy. Is
4: Claudio thine enemy?
5: "'Is he not approved in the height of villain "'that hath slandered, scorned, dishonoured my kinswoman? "'Oh, that I were a man! "'What, bear her in hand until they come to take hands, "'and then with public accusation, "'uncovered slander, unmitigated rancour? "'Oh, God, that I were a man, "'I would eat his heart in the market-place!' "'Oh, hear me, Beatrice!' "'Talk with a man out at a window, a proper saying. "'Nay, but Beatrice!' "'Sweet hero, she is wronged, she is slandered, she is undone! Be it. "'Princes and counties, surely a princely testimony, a good count confect, a sweet gallant, surely! "'Oh, that I were a man for his sake, or that I had any friend would be a man for my sake! "'But manhood is melted into curses, valour into compliment, and men are only turned into tongue, and trim ones too!' HE IS NOW AS VALIANT AS HERCULES, THAT ONLY TELLS A LIE AND SWEARS IT. I CANNOT BE A MAN WITH WISHING, THEREFORE I WILL DIE A WOMAN WITH GRIEVING.
4: TARRY, GOOD Beatrice. BY THIS HAND. I LOVE THEE.
5: USE IT FOR MY LOVE SOME OTHER WAY THAN SWEARING BY IT.
4: THINK YOU IN YOUR SOUL. THE COUNT CLAUDIO HATH WRONGED HERO.
5: Yea, AS SURE AS I HAVE A THOUGHT OR A SOUL.
4: ENOUGH. I AM ENGAGED. I will challenge him. I will kiss your hand, and so leave you. By this hand Claudio shall render me a dear account. As you hear of me, so think of me. Go, comfort your cousin. I must say she is dead. And so, farewell. Exeunt
0: Scene 2. A Prison enter dogberry verges and sexton in gowns and the watch with conrad and boraccio is our whole assembly appeared Oh a stool and a cushion for the sexton which be the malefactors mary that am i and my partner nay that's certain we have the exhibition to examine but which are the offenders that are to be examined let them come before master constable yea mary let them come before me what is your name friend
1: BORACCHIO.
0: PRAY. WRITE DOWN. BORACCHIO. YOURS, sirrah.
1: I'M A GENTLEMAN, SIR. MY NAME IS
5: CONRAD.
0: WRITE DOWN, MASTER GENTLEMAN CONRAD. MASTERS, DO YOU SERVE GOD?
1: Yea, SIR. WE HOPE.
0: WRITE DOWN THAT THEY HOPE THEY SERVE GOD, AND WRITE GOD FIRST. FOR GOD DEFEND, BUT GOD SHOULD GO BEFORE SUCH VILLAINS. MASTERS, IT IS PROVED ALREADY THAT YOU ARE LITTLE BETTER THAN FALSE KNAVES, AND IT WILL GO NEAR TO BE THOUGHT SO SHORTLY. HOW ANSWER YOU FOR YOURSELVES?
3: Mary, sir, we say we are none.
0: A marvellous witty fellow, I assure you, but I will go about with him. Come you hither, sirrah, a word in your ear. Sir, I say to you, it is thought you are false knaves.
1: Sir, I say to you, we are none.
0: Well, stand aside. For God, they are both in a tale. Have you writ down that they are none? Master Constable, you go not the way to examine. You must call forth the watch that are their accusers. Yea, Mary, that's the eftest way. Let the watch come forth. Masters, I charge you in the prince's name, accuse these men.
1: This man said, sir, that Don John, the prince's brother, was a villain.
0: Write down Prince John a villain. Why, this is flat perjury to call the prince's brother villain. Master Constable. Pray thee, fellow, peace. I do not like thy look, I promise thee. What heard you him say else? Mary, that he had received a thousand ducats of Don John for accusing the lady hero wrongfully. Flat. Burglary as ever was committed. What else, fellow? And that Count Claudio did mean,
1: upon his words, To disgrace Hero before the whole assembly, and not marry her.
0: O villain! thou shalt be condemned into everlasting redemption for this. What else? This is all. And this is more, masters, than you can deny. Prince John is this morning secretly stolen away. Hero was in this manner accused, in this manner refused, and, upon grief of this, suddenly died. Master Constable, let these men be bound and brought to Leonardo's. I will go before and show him their examination. Exit. Come, let them be opinioned. Let them be in the hands of coxcomb. God's my life! Where's the sexton? Let him write down the prince's officer, Coxcomb. Come, bind them, thou naughty barlet! Away, you are an ass! You're an ass! Dost thou not suspect my place? Dost thou not suspect my years? Oh, that he were here to write me down an ass! But, masters, remember that I am an ass. Though it be not written down yet, forget not that I am an ass. Know thou villain, thou art full of piety, as shall be proved upon thee by good witness. I am a wise fellow, and which is more an officer, and which is more a householder, and which is more as pretty a piece of flesh as any is in Messina and one that knows the law, go to, and a rich fellow enough, go to, and a fellow that hath had losses, and one that hath two gowns and everything handsome about him. Bring him away. Oh, that I had been writ down an ass! Exeunt. End of Act Four.